Chapter Ten of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Ten, on the scene of an ocean disaster. How are you going to do that? Asked Hal incredulously. I don't know, Jack Benson answered, leaning back with a look of stern determination i only know that i feel more awake than i ever felt before in my life and i know too that the spirit is surging within me tonight to attempt the impossible without a trace of fear or misgiving also and further i know that i have two as capable brother officers with me as the american navy contains is that answer enough for you it ought to be hal hastings answered his face glowing for i've seen you do the impossible before but i can't do it alone jack went on you and f will have to back me tonight as even you never backed me before i'll go to the bottom cheerfully if that will help to save the life of any woman or child on board that doomed steamship said hal simply i know you will agreed jack warmly grasping his chum's hand that's the spirit of the american navy in all times of stress or danger but hal going to the bottom in this angry sea won't accomplish anything you've got to be on your feet clear-headed and active let us see how many we have to depend on the cruise cook and our cook the cruise waiter and our waiter four men from whom we can expect nothing for tonight's work will be out of their line three men on the engine-room watch but they are needed at their station a gunner's mate and twelve seamen all of them as fine men as the navy holds and three officers sixteen of us to do the real work tonight jack and hal remained in the wardroom for the present no officer or man was allowed on the platform deck over which huge waves were now rolling they were not needed in the conning tower for ensign f somers was there with the helmsman and somers could do full duty there hal had inspected the engines and had found them running without hitch presently however lieutenant benson climbed to the conning tower have you been using the searchlight mr somers he inquired not after leaving the coast three miles behind sir f answered we don't want to wreck ourselves on any other craft by a collision jack went on don't be too sparing of the searchlight i will send up a man to serve it for you very good thank you sir it's tough just waiting and wondering whether we're going to be on time or whether we're going to arrive too late to rescue those poor souls quivered hal who was strongly sympathetic by nature i'm going to do all my worrying and trembling when i reach the spot laughed benson shortly as there's simply nothing for us to do now i move that we sit down to dinner dinner echoed hal almost aghast yes we may have a mighty wet time of it before we get through plenty of nourishment will warm the blood and tend to ward off chill it's half past six now and we can't reach this cynthia for more than six hours yet so 
we may as well fortify ourselves come into the wardroom dinner can be served at any moment sir announced the mess waiter meeting the pair of young officers at the doorway of the passage then serve it at once jack replied though the grant was staunch and need not fear shipping water she was rolling and pitching not a little on the wardroom table racks had been fastened to keep dishes from sliding to the floor i feel guilty to be eating declared hal when i think of the hundreds of terror-stricken people on the cynthia we're going to eat benson replied simply that we may have more strength for the fine work we're praying we may be able to do before daylight at first hastings couldn't find his appetite gradually however he began to eat with more relish the young lieutenant however made a hearty meal from the first now you'd better go and relieve f jack advised at the end of the meal f will want something in his stomach too ensign somers obeyed the call with alacrity through the night the engines continued to do full duty yet it seemed to lieutenant benson that never had he known the hours to drag so slowly the short reach of the grant's wireless apparatus worried him on account of the low height of the aerials the submarine boat could not send much beyond thirty miles though she might pick up messages sent from a somewhat greater distance at eleven o'clock benson halted beside the seaman at the instrument from now on operator send the call cynthia every five minutes until you pick that vessel up very good sir jack took a seat in the crowded cabin not far from the wireless instrument hal pacing restlessly at last joined his young commander the unemployed sailors huddled by themselves there was little conversation at half-past seven the operator reported i think sir that some vessel is trying to reach us can't you make out anything demanded lieutenant jack leaping to his feet no sir you can hear the feeble sound from the instrument it must be the cynthia jack guessed then her dynamo must have given out and her operator is working from the accumulators which must be very weak sir replied the seaman operator keep on trying directed jack benson tersely at a quarter to twelve the operator reported here comes the word cynthia but it's feebly spelled sir keep flashing back the answer then jack ordered eagerly his face breaking out in smiles thank goodness she's still afloat tell the cynthia too to send up rockets from now on and to burn coston lights for our guidance she's still afloat then quivered ensign hastings joyously as his chum turned though he appeared cool jack benson could no longer wait below he climbed to the conning tower taking his station beside f by this time the sea was running with much less violence than it had been at the time of their start there was every evidence that the water would continue to grow calmer a few minutes after jack reached the tower some of the stars began to show 
but benson had no eyes for stars he was watching for rockets there's one f he cried presently i see it nodded ensign somers shall i change the course and go straight for that rocket of course from now on they made out a rocket nearly every minute it was plain sailing as to the course at last the coston lights came into view in the meantime the wireless man below was trying to keep the ill-fated steamer informed of the grant's approach jack suddenly laid hands on the apparatus controlling the searchlight this he turned up against the sky signaling by flashes in the morse alphabet good cheer with you in a little while coming at full speed i could almost hear the poor fellows cheering smiled jack benson turning to f now i'm going below to get into rough service clothes shall i sir inquired f somers no remain at this post until we've done all that is possible yonder going below jack called on ensign hal to follow him and get into rough clothing but their blouses and uniform caps remained in sight proclaiming them to be naval officers drop a revolver into your pocket hal jack called from his stateroom i hope we won't have to use any such murderous weapon though then jack stepped out followed by his chum gunner's mate lieutenant benson summoned sharply pick out the six best men at boat handling and arm them all with rifles and thirty rounds in belts i shall take you and the men for boats crew if we find the gig fit to launch before long the hull of the cynthia a six thousand ton boat now low in the water loomed up clearly ahead under the glare of the submarine's searchlight she was drifting nearly helplessly a trysail on the foremast supplied the only steerage way that the doomed craft could use from the bilge pumps came constant streams of water showing the only means by which the stricken vessel had been kept afloat through the long hours of the night all this lieutenant jack benson studied by the aid of glass and searchlight as the grant covered the last two or three miles of distance lying between the two craft go as close as you can under what lee there is benson ordered ensign somers i shall want to megaphone the captain if possible yet it was not wise to go too close the cynthia might roll pitch and then dive below at any moment the night had now cleared and the sea had become almost calm when lieutenant jack ordered the after door of the conning tower opened he stepped outside followed by the gunner's mate and the six sailors don't display your rifles more than you can help men jack called to them leave them in the tower until we see whether the gig may be safely launched if not mate the cynthia will have to reach us with one of her own boats hundreds of white faces could now be made out along the rail of the steamship the remaining boats hung at the davits plainly the steamship's captain was waiting to confer ere he took any new step hal who had followed his commander stood by saying nothing his breath coming quick and fast the steamship's electric lights burned feebly 
yet they gave some illumination to the scene evidently the fires under the boilers had already been drawn and the lights were drawing only on the current left in storage batteries as the submarine began to close in on the other craft benson suddenly beheld a surging rush toward one of the lifeboats then the flash of revolver fire showed against the night though the report did not reach the navy men a man dropped before the pistol's fire one of the ship's chinese waiters as the submarine boys afterwards learned the panic aboard must be fearful when men try to rush the lifeboats with rescue in sight jack declared the poor wretches know that this little craft can't hold them all ensign hal hastings replied mournfully End of chapter ten recording by john brandon